0: What's going on, guys? Welcome back to Gangrene Talk. I'm your host, Nick Monjovi. I got a guest with me today. Introduce yourself.
1: Hello, everyone. I'm uh, Aaron Buckley, lifelong Bills fan. And a few weeks ago when Nick and I met up, uh, I I had so many questions about the podcast. I thought it was awesome. So I was like, you know what? Bills and Jets are in like three weeks. It's going to be a huge game. It's even bigger now. I was like, why not get this together?
0: Yeah, uh, I mean, when you told me about the idea, I mean, I was stoked for it.
1: you are from Buffalo, right? I'm not from Buffalo. It's like the You're most not? common, most common misconception people have. I
0: thought you were.
1: Yeah. See, everyone thinks so. So, where are you from? I'm from like Binghamton, New York. Actually, the town next to Endicott. So, okay. me and my family have had season tickets now. This is our ninth year, and we usually only miss like one or two games. So, about the seven or eight games we make it to, we make that three and a half hour trip each way. It's kind of nuts. It's a really long yeah, Sunday. Crazy. And when they lose the Sundays even longer.
0: Especially that Monday night
1: game. Oh, it was brutal. I got to a lot to, a lot to say on that.
0: All right. Uh we'll get into both uh takeaways from both the Jets at Raiders and Bills against the Broncos on Monday night. Do you want to start the Bills or do you wanna start with the Jets?
1: Let's start with the Jets, because I got some stuff to say in that game. All right.
0: First things first.
1: A, yeah, you kick us off with your thoughts.
0: Uh it was a brutal, brutal game. Um I was worried about it going in just for the sole factor of this team can't score touchdowns. Um, that was a huge thing with them. Uh, penalties have been bad. It, I think it's been like 43 penalties in the last like three games or something. So it was, it's like, it's like a crazy number. And they got out coached by someone who has been it was his second game coaching, Antonio Pierce. And he tried challenging a, a play that you can't challenge, and they lost to that guy pretty embarrassing
1: so first thought i had is the jets came out with an approach sala came out with an approach in the first half of he's going to run the ball down your throat and he's going to kill you in time of possession and basically not give the raiders the football and i thought he did a great job of that the first half and then halftime came and he attempted to throw the ball all over the field the second half and my biggest question was why on earth he went away from it at this point at this point in the season, Zach Wilson isn't getting better. Zach Wilson's not getting any worse. You need to rely on your defense and no turnovers in offense and holding possession. And I thought they did that in the first half, and I was just confused why they switched it up in the second half. At this point, you're you're not going to win a shootout. You're no. going to win the low scoring. And honestly, some of the fans, NFL fans, will say the boring games, kind of like the Pittsburgh yeah. Steelers are doing right now. The Pittsburgh right. Steelers are we- winning some ugly football games, but Kenny Pickett isn't playing well. So, what are they doing? They're just, they're just like being gritty and, and staying in the game. And I thought the Jets were going with that game plan, and then they kind of went away from it. I was just a little confused.
0: Yeah, um, Robert Sala is usually very good at making adjustments at halftime. Did the Jets have been better offensively in the second half? for most of this year, I was a little confused why they kind of got away from the run game, even though it, kinda, it wasn't working so much with Brees Hall early on. Uh, the holes just kind of weren't there, which, I mean, it's going to happen sometimes. But when you, you, they can't throw the ball. They can't push the ball down the field. The teams are just stacking the box. So like that's like their one of the biggest problems. And then when, when they can't get the run game going, they, the play-action game doesn't really work. And then they're really just a pretty one-dimensional offense. They, they kind of just had to get some penalty luck to get us down there. And uh, wh- wh- when the Jets finally did get down there, Zach Wilson ran out of bounds, had like the three or something on his on his long run. Uh, so then they brought that touchdown back. And then Brees Hall got, did get into the end zone, but C.J. Uzama had a hold. So then they had to back it up. And then he had another one. So they had to back it up again. So the fact that they didn't score – Like, that's when I knew the game was over. That's when I knew the Jets had lost. Because they didn't score a touchdown on that drive. So they're "They're not going to score.
1: I mean, hats off to the Raiders. I mean, the fact that they threw in a linebackers coach and Aiden O'Connell. Like, you paid all the money to Jimmy Grapple this season. And you're rolling from a kid from Purdue. Is that correct? I don't He's kind of impressive how they've strung together now two straight wins. It's just it shows that like a change of personnel like does everything. Yeah. I mean, I obviously they're it's kind of came famous now two games with Max Crosby, the first one asking the equipment guy to get him cigars. And then he told him to do it again. Man. And obviously now they're two and with it. I mean, Hey, whatever works to get a win, the Raiders have clearly figured out maybe a way of turning around the season. I'm not saying the Raiders are going anywhere. So don't think that I just don't think they're just not right. a deep team whatsoever. My God, they just, they're, they're so top heavy with, a few star names and then after them, it is like jumping right. off a cliff. But no, I agree. It's very impressive what they've done over the last two weeks, and just they kind of they're playing just smart football. And honestly, something that the new coach has done is using his stars. Like you have Josh Jacobs. He's finally his first great game of the season was this past week. And it honestly took him till like the end. And it was just the Jets defense did so well all game. Sometimes you just, it's so hard to do it for a 60 minute game. And All obviously right. they gave up the two huge plays at the end. And one, honestly, they could have gotten back with a great cause fumble, but I don't know. It was a very interesting football game. I personally love these kind of games. I love a defensive battle. I love low scoring. I think it's awesome. So like I watched it with other people, they hated it and I was loving it. I was like, this is a good gritty game in Las Vegas. This is awesome.
0: Yeah. Uh, going back to what you said about Josh Jacobs, having a really good game, especially in the second half. That's when the Jets seem to give up their their, their big runs on, on the defensive side because, well, they've been on the field all game. That's kind of how it's been all year. So by the time the second half rolls around, they're tired. And I don't blame them because it's unfair to go out there and ask them every week, we need you to get multiple stops and multiple turnovers. It's unfair. And if a change isn't made, I'm not, I, I'm i am at the point where especially if the Jets lose to the Bills this week, I'm at the point where I just I'm ready to see another quarterback fail. I want I I want I want to know that the other options aren't good enough because right now Zach Zach is better than last year. I don't think anyone's questioning that he's better than last year, but he's not good enough to win enough games. And the games that he that they have won, he's not the reason they're winning the games. Mm -hmm. so i'm at the point where i just want to watch somebody else i want to get mad at somebody else i'm I'm tired of getting mad at the same guy every week
1: it there is an aspect of i almost like and this kind of pains me but god the jets defense is so unbelievably good it's incredible there was a point I was tired Sunday night, so I was in my room. I had in my laptop, and all my buddies I live with are watching. I walked out, like, midway through the second quarter, and I was like, there's good defenses in the NFL, and then there's the Jets defense. I said, it is so weird. They don't even let you move. And I've seen great defenses. I mean, I mean, geez, there's, the Cleveland Browns are putting up historic stats right now, and I don't think enough people are talking about it, but – it's so strange. Like they don't even let you move. It was so like, it's just like incredible to watch. And I want, and I'm like, what are they doing? The other teams aren't. Cause like, I don't see something drastic, but clearly they're just, Saul is doing something with that defense. And it's just, it's insane. It's impressive. And it's just, it's just unfortunate what has happened at the quarterback position and the level of play you're getting from Zach Wilson. It's it's like kind of hard to watch to an extent and Garrett Wilson getting frustrated I mean, for, for the right reasons, he's not like being a diva by any mean. I don't think so. He's just, right. he's just frustrated. He wants the guy wants to win a football game and you keep being in these close games and you know that your side of the ball and your 11 that you keep putting out there are kind of the reasons you're losing. The Jets defense right. says yet to be the reason. So I understand the frustration from an offensive standpoint, but are we ready to move into uh, the brutal Monday night game?
0: Yes. Yeah, just one you, more thing. With, yeah, you with, with, with the Jets defense. I you said there's a thing that Robert Saleh is doing that you, you can't figure out why anybody uh, anybody else is doing. They have an amount of depth. They have this crazy amount of depth at the defensive line where they move guys in and out. Um and they're always fresh. So it's just waves and waves of fresh guys coming after the quarterback and it wears the team out and I and like I think that's a huge reason of why they're so good and their ability – well, they they might not get the most amount of sacks in a game, but the constant pressure is what is forcing their turnovers. And when they're uh, forcing turnovers, that's how they're winning the four games that they won. Because sure. in all the games that they haven't been able to turn the ball over, they're not winning those games. All right, mm-hmm. let's move on to the Bills. I want to hear your thoughts about that brutal ending. <laughs> I got to hear
1: it. Wow. Um. I mean, later on, I'll get into more of your keys to victory for this upcoming weekend, and it's kind of don't do anything you did this past Monday night <laughs> is kind of my keys for victory. Do nothing you did. First thing I want to start off with is discrediting the Broncos. I, I don't care that they beat the Chiefs last weekend. Great win. Yeah, That win is 20 trillion times more impressive than, than what you did this past Monday night. Agreed. They averaged a starting projection at their own 44. Essentially, they started every single drive at midfield. if i I heard it best, a Bill's podcast to listen to said it perfectly. They should have been the first NFL team in history to get scored 70 on and then later in the season score 70 on another team. That game pretty much should never have been close. And if there was a defensive coordinator of the Year award at this point, it needs to be Sean McDermott. This guy is rolling out here with like half his week one starters. And his offense is turning it over four times, dropping balls to cause three and outs. And he is rolling out this defense starting at midfield. And they held him to 24 points, 24. He's already forgot. I forgot the score. So miserable. I don't even want to think about it. That is just, that to me is just incredible. They just, I, it, I am watching guys out there for the record. The reason Demar Hamlin came in on that final possession is because Cam Lewis went down and there was no more corners on the roster. So they had to run three safeties and Demar Hamlin played your nickel corner and they moved to Ron Johnson outside who is your nickel corner because he's your next best option to, option to put out there. That's incredible to me that they have gotten this thin of defense and I'm not making the I'm not making the excuse. I've I'm not the person who makes the injury excuse. But it's just incredible to me what he's doing on defense and how poor the offense was. And in my opinion, the Broncos, that game should never even have been close. There's no way the Bills with two minutes to go scored a go-ahead touchdown. Like the Broncos should never have been in that situation. It's just absolutely incredible to, to me. And the 12 men in the field at the end of the game, um, all I'll say is when he missed that field goal, I've never heard a stadium go so loud. And then I look and I see two penalties on the field. And it was never down my mind. I didn't know it was 12 men, but I was like, Oh my God, we got a penalty. I didn't know for what for what. I thought someone lined up over the ball cause it was chaos. Right. Oh, I've never collapsed my knees so bad. I fell in my hat and the bleachers and I like literally looked up out of one eye to see the game winning field goal. Cause I, at that point, for really, the love of God. Well, you already missed an extra point. You just missed right. a 40 yarder. I, how much, I mean, I'm like, at this point, I was like, the Bills need to lose. Like, just end this football game. Like, this game just needs to end. I'm sick of watching it. Right. Well, let's just at this point make the field goal. You got Bill with the 12th man. And then the very last thing is, I just, I wish I had an answer for the offense. And we'll get into a little bit with Ken Dorsey. But right. everyone keeps asking me, what is the deal? And I'm like, I don't know. I don't get it. I, they've, they have brought back the same offense from last year and added Latavius Murray, which in my opinion is like, the greatest gadget running back in the NFL. It's just hilarious. At the oldest running back in the NFL, what he can do. And you added Dalton Kincaid, and I just don't understand like what has happened from last year to this year. It doesn't make sense to me. But Nick, go ahead. I want to hear your thoughts.
0: Um I mean, Stefan, I think the big part of this game was Stefan Day's getting held in check. Because it forced Josh Allen to try to throw the ball to all the players and well, it didn't it didn't look so good. Um, And for for a while in that game, they weren't really running the ball well besides with Latavius Murray. James Cook really couldn't get, get it going until the second half.
1: They so dribbled the ball down the field.
0: Yeah. They're like, we're taking the ball out of Josh Allen's hands or running the ball down there. Because mm-hmm. it got to a point where we can't trust you. That, like, that, that was my takeaway from it. It was like, we can't trust you. We think that you're going to throw the ball to the other team. We have to take the ball out of your hands. Mm-hmm. That's some Jet football type stuff right there. We literally have to take the ball out of your hands because we're nervous that you're going to give it to the other team. Yep. And this is your franchise quarterback here. And the turnovers is a real issue, especially after day ball lap. Like it's, it was a problem beforehand, but you can kind of get away with it. But now it's like, it's getting to the point where it's like, it's a real problem that he's going to throw the ball to the team like twice a game. I know, I know he, he has eleven on the year in ten games. It's like it's only like a little over one game. But like it's a problem. And I, I do I, I don't well, I understand and I don't understand. I understand why Sean McDermott doesn't want Josh Allen running the ball eight-ish times a game. Whatever it used to be. Cause he doesn't want him to get hurt, because if he's get hurt, if, if he gets hurt, then the season really is over.
1: Yeah, I mean it's over. Yeah.
0: But 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 that's but that's the mentality of the Bills, right? Mm-hmm. It's Bills Mafia jumping on tables, fucking like getting hyped from Josh Allen running a safety over, Steph farming a guy like that. That's the Bills. Mm-hmm. So I kind of don't know why they're not bringing it back because right now whatever they're doing, it's not working. Him and running the this, ball less, it's not working.
1: And at this point in the year, you got nothing to lose.
0: Right. You got nothing to
1: lose. Mm-hmm. I've, I've been saying ever since they went to this conservative offense approach and like run less, which I'm all for. The, like there was a play in that week one Jets game that summed it up perfect. Josh Allen ran for a first down, like second quarter, probably it was early on in the game. And instead of just, you got your 10 yards, run, just step out of bounds, go to the next play. He like t- tried taking a hit from three defenders. Oh, yeah. Tried yeah. to gain like an extra yard or two. And they panned to McDermott and McDermott was going like this. Like in the grand scheme of the season, you don't need those extra two yards. Right. Week one, you don't need them. Yeah, week one of the season, second quarter, you don't need those two extra yards. Just walk out of bounds, walk back to you gain the first down. What I have an issue with is he is clearly better when he runs the ball. Now, do I want him running eight times a game? No. I'm glad that you have realized that he's your franchise quarterback. He probably shouldn't be running, or else his career is ending early, or you're losing him for the season. But come the third quarter of a game and this past game, something's not working. I want Josh Allen running the ball or mixing in a run at that point in the game. You got nothing to lose. Like it's almost comes in my mind, like a go win the football game, like do whatever you can to walk out of the building with a win. And then next you'll figure out next week. So like, even even on, like, the final drive, there's still he, there was a time where he rolled out and just, like, instead of running for the first down, he, like, threw it to, like, triple-covered Khalil Shakir. Like, last year, two years, no, nah, I don't want to say last year, two years ago, oh, my God, he's running for that first down. He wouldn't even think twice. He wouldn't even look at a receiver down the field. But, like, I don't know what he has been told, whatever has changed from the offensive philosophy or something in his head that just, like, dude, like, st- you still try to win a football game. I understand, like. Quarterbacks don't shouldn't take hits. I'm well aware of it, but like maybe not the first drive in the first quarter. Don't, but right. like when clearly nothing has worked on offense all day. I mean, go like I, that's I just don't understand. Like yeah, that just I don't, I don't know.
0: Yeah, I especially like when when things aren't going well and, and the mm-hmm. fans are seem kind of quiet and maybe all you need is a Josh Allen run of ten yards and let's say mm-hmm. he does run somebody over, right? Mm-hmm. Gets the, fan, gets the stadium to erupt. And, and once you get the fans back in it, it, it just helps you, like, get going, you know? It mm-hmm. just, it it can change the momentum of a game if you just get – just when things aren't going your way, if you just have Josh on, run somebody over. Obviously not a linebacker because you don't want him getting hurt. But, like, if you, if you can somehow get it to where he's running to the outside, runs a corner over, whatever, mm-hmm. easy peasy, gets the stadium erupting, I think that can help him out. Um, I think against the Jets this week, Jets like to give up uh, rushes to quarterbacks. It's going to happen. It's going to probably happen on a couple third downs when the Jets need to get up the field, and that's kind of just what's mm-hmm. going to happen. And it is what it is. Um,
1: yeah, I mean, he, I'm going to I'm gonna have eventually a lot to say on this uh, Allen versus the Jets because if anybody on this planet has his number, it's yeah. solid in the Jets, and it makes no sense just like it makes no sense that this guy Josh Allen absolutely owns the dolphins head to toe and puts up a perfect quarterback rating every time he plays them but since he came in the league in 2018 can't do anything against the jets it's so weird i i, I don't get it i don't know
0: so what these basically these losses mean the same thing for both teams they have to win on sunday
2: mm-hmm.
0: unfortunately they play each other So (laughs) the Jets have had their opportunities to win the big games that they've had to win against the Chargers and the Raiders the past two weeks, and they weren't they didn't come out ready for them. That's on coaching. The Bills, on the other hand, they've lost three out of the last five or four out of the last five or six. I forget the number. I got I got to look now.
1: Three three Um, out of the last five.
0: But three last five.
1: Okay. Yeah, because they were like win loss win loss and then two losses.
0: Right, and those losses are against. The the Patriots, Bengals, who I saw coming, and the Broncos. Oh yeah, I didn't see the Broncos or the Patriots coming. I didn't. I thought maybe Belichick would keep it close. I didn't think they were going to win the game though.
1: That 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 was was crazy. That that game was completely out coached. Incredible, like that was out coached head to toe. And the Patriots played real simple football with Mac Jones. Just they kept it absolutely as simple as possible. And truthfully, I don't know why the Patriots don't do that every time but that's totally irrelevant. But Yeah, so these, what do these losses mean? Uh, yeah, just like you just said, Nick, the same thing. And this yeah. week is must win or else either – What? sorry, Jets record, is it? Four and five. Four and five. So either you drop to four and six or the Bills drop under 500. No matter what, um, either the Bills go under 500 or the Jets go up to 500. Still isn't looking great for either team, no. but a loss this week pretty much puts you in your grave kind of essentially.
0: Yeah, um, yeah, a, a loss does a loss for either team does essentially put them in a grave. Um, but what we're both rooting for is a Raiders win against the Dolphins at one o'clock.
2: Oh please,
0: the Raiders right now think they're good. That would be awesome. That interim head coach thing is really getting them going. Because I, if Josh McDaniels was still there, I would have. I was so mad when McDaniels got fired because I was like, oh my God, they're gonna play hard for Pierce. That's what's gonna happen. They're gonna play hard for him because they didn't yeah. like McDaniels. It came at the worst time.
1: so yes, Ra- No, sorry, sorry, sorry.
0: You're good. Um, so, if they just think they're good for one more week and go into Miami and get a win, oh, my God. But I don't know how many more lifelines the the, the Jets can get <laughs> right now at this point. They're getting – the Bills are throwing them one. The Dolphins are <laughs> throwing one when they lost to the Chiefs. And then the Jets are like, oh, we're just going to lose to so the Chargers, get embarrassed by on Monday Night Football, and then lose to the Raiders on, on national television as well. They just – Robert Sala just hasn't had them ready for these games. And it's been penalties and bad play at the quarterback position. It's kind of what it's been all year. And just go on. What do you have to say about the Raiders?
1: Well, if the uh, the Raiders can get a win, I'll personally send about 70 cigars of my own to Miami so the 53 players and the coaching staff can enjoy them because, oh, my God, I love watching Miami there's okay. nothing that makes my Sunday better than a Miami Dolphins loss. And I, oh, I don't know about you, but I can't stand Mike McDaniels. I can't stand that guy. Thinks he's a joke, sir. You saw the uh, interview with uh, the reporter asked him about uh, a chain and he's coming yeah. back and his response, how much money do you have on your fantasy team? This yeah. guy just thinks he's funny and it just makes you yeah. so angry mainly because I don't find him funny because he's a division rival and the dolphins unfortunately as painful as it makes me to say it they're good and it makes me angry so if the raiders could just oh my gosh win three in a row with this with a linebackers coach a head coach oh, no. I, I would send in my own cigars but um do we each want to hit a quick how important this game is or you already touched on it right
0: yeah pretty much like they, they have to win the game or else their seasons are over yeah i mean um, i'm just
1: mm-hmm. i'm not gonna say anything different than nick i mean <laughs>
0: It, it's kind of it's kind of simple. like they like that's it. Like they have to win. They I don't I've really have a choice.
1: I've said it the last three weeks before Bill's games, definitely last week. uh, seasons on the line,
0: yeah, me
1: too a- and seasons on the line again this week, even though season's been on the line the last three weeks. Season was on the line going to Cincinnati in my opinion. and it was so on the line going to Buffalo with the Broncos coming to town. But this is probably your final season on the line, like, I mean, for the Bills and Jets, it's it's you can afford maybe one loss the rest of the way because unfortunate. Excuse me, unfortunate for us, the AFC is so tough compared to the NFC, yeah. and there's a division in football that all four can make it. And for the Bills and Jets, who aren't either leading their division right now, that's really unfortunate that there's a division winner and all three behind them can sneak in ahead of both our teams, right. and that's really screwing us up right now, basically. So, yeah, I mean, that's just the must win. But, all right, do we want to move on to thoughts on Stefan Diggs?
0: Yeah, I just added that now because it yeah. had me thinking
1: mm-hmm. about it. um, I actually thought of it before the show, but I was like, I don't want to talk about that guy and what his brother's got to say. But I'll gladly well, give a quick 30 seconds Rick, on it.
0: Let's just touch on it because Gronk had some uh, feelings about it. I don't know if you saw that.
1: I did. I actually, um, for the first time ever, I loved what Gronk had to say because I used to
0: <laughs> Me too. And then, because uh, you ruined my childhood. Um. And then Trayvon Diggs, his brother, it's like oh, 14 fourteen's got to get out of there. Josh Allen didn't do anything, and uh, before Diggs got there, and well, Diggs was a rookie when that happened. So, or that second, when did they get there? second or third year.
1: He was second, at least right? done with. He was at least done at three. I don't know if he was done with four though. I don't know. But okay. quick opinions on that. Um, I walk out of the stadium ruined 70,000 fans silent and i get back to the car and twitter is sorry x is blowing up with stupid trayvon diggs speaking up about it oh it made me so angry and i used to root for that guy and i can't stand the cowboys and i rooted for him you have no idea in the 2020 draft how bad i wanted the bills to draft him so bad i wanted him. i wanted both brothers here in buffalo have been awesome and i'll officially never root for that guy ever again listen in the nicest way possible, injuries suck. You are injured right now on your couch at home, and you cannot help your Cowboys. Please don't speak on a player on another team while you can't help your current team you're on right now. And it's super unfortunate what happens. That sucks. And I, hope it, I d- right. hope it happens to nobody in the NFL. But what Gronk said was awesome. Stefan Diggs finally had his first press conference today. I don't know if you saw it or like a clip from it. He I basically started know. off and spent five straight minutes talking about it. And basically, what Stefan Diggs said was, "I cannot control what he says."
2: oh yeah, 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 I saw this.
1: it was very I watched it. It was very like 50, 50. It wasn't like he made the Bill's fans feel better, but he also didn't like dig himself a worse hole right. I, I've seen like the like the media right now is like fifty fifty on what Diggs had to say. Basically, he just said over and over again, I cannot control what he says. And basically you need to ask him the question for his thoughts on it. Now, I also did see a media that posted it and they were like, he doesn't say that unless clearly a conversation was had. But I'm just about over the whole media and the Stefan Diggs. They did it all offseason. It was annoying. It's just like it's frustrating. And what also frustrates me is the whole. He made Josh Allen better. Well, no crap. At the point in Josh Allen's career after 2019, that's what they needed to do was get him a star, number one receiver. Now, you could also, this is why I don't, this is what makes me frustrated, is Josh Allen made him better. In his three or four years in Minnesota before, the guy never made a Pro Bowl. He was a 1000 yard receiver, I think, once or twice. First year with Josh Allen, he's first-team All-Pro. He totally skipped the Pro Bowl thing. He said, we're just going to go to first-team All-Pro, which aka means you are the first or second receiver in the NFL. So, like, I don't understand why it doesn't go both ways. I guess because Josh Allen was clearly not great. He comes. Josh Allen had one of the most historic seasons in 2020. But I don't know. I don't understand why it doesn't go both ways. But I just am frustrated with this whole Stefan Diggs thing because, yes, I guess the Bills could have game plan to give him the ball more. But Pat Sertain took him out of the game. And, and like, that happens. Pat Sertain is one of the better corners in the league. So, like – that's gonna happen. You're not, I guess, you would argue, great receivers like AJ Brown and Tyreek Hill find a way every game and don't ever get shut out like Stephon Diggs did. But I don't know. It's just frustrating that like it was all off season this whole media thing. And like I think people forget all like all off season when they were like up in arms and everyone's posting where he's gonna go. The guy's under contract for like five more years. The Bills signed him to like a seven or six six year extension two off seasons ago. So the guy's here for four more seasons. So, like, it's not just show up to the Bills, you pick him up in a limo and drive him to your new stadium. Like, he's, like, I I think, like, all the the media over the summer just thought forgot that, like, you would have to trade for him. He wouldn't just, like, get up tomorrow and walk to Dallas and become a cowboy like everyone thought. Like, hello, Jerry Jones. Jerry Jones would have to send the Bills, like, the greatest deal on earth for them to give him up. So like, I don't know. That just frustrates me that like the whole media just got SO. And I kinda rambled for a bunch. So you could you can comment You're on good. it. Go ahead.
0: Um, I mean, I remember during the offseason, I'm like, this this dates thing could just affect the team as a whole, because the way McDermott was answering the media and Allen was answering for dates for a little bit, and it was it's a little weird the way it was getting handled. Mm-hmm. So I was like, it could affect them during the year, it might not, but the only way Diggs ends up leaving Buffalo is if he was to force himself out of there. And the way you do that is you just trash the front office. You trash Coach you trash teammates. And then, like that, you're gone. That's mm-hmm. just kind of how it goes. Um, mm-hmm. That's all, really, I'm going to say about it. I don't think they're going to move uh-huh. on from him. I kind of think that's done. Yeah, exactly. So, Ken Dorsey got fired. Was it yesterday?
1: The Tuesday morning.
0: Tuesday morning. Okay. I want to hear your thoughts right away.
1: because So, I got back from that miserable game at about 3.30. Pulled in. Went to bed. I had an 8.30 in the morning, and I made it. It was awesome. Good stuff. I get back after. Um, still, I think I've said, like, a grand total of, like, 10 words since that final field goal went in. Like, Tuesday's quite literally ruined. I wrote on my whiteboard, being funny to my housemates, like... Season's over um if anyone needs me please call I wrote he will be in I will be in my room watching 19, 20, 21, and twenty two highlights to remember when this team used to be good and the offense used to be producing being funny I'm swear swear to God just about to like doze off it's like I don't know like eleven in the morning I'm just ready to take a nap I'm so tired and I get, I'm like watching YouTube and I get a notification Bills fire Ken Dorsey and I'm like my first thing was all right, this is a fake Twitter account. And what do you know? I just like peel my eyes up like another centimeter and I see Adam Schefter. When I tell you I've never jumped out of my bed and started streaming more in my life. Oh my God. And like three of my housemates ran out because they all got the same Schefter notification. You got my text too. Yeah. I had like three. I was, I was so happy. Now, here's what I got to say about this whole Ken Dorsey, Joe Brady situation. First things first. This Sunday, will the offense all of a sudden be producing? No. Like, the, you will not see a different offensive game plan than you did this past Monday night. No. And I think Bills fans are blown this proportion. Like, drastically, just because Ken Dorsey left, the 2020 Bills, where they would put up 40 a game and no one could beat them, is going to come back. That's not happening. Right. Was this the move that needed to happen? Yes. Now, was Monday night Ken Dorsey's fault? No. Were there games earlier the season that I think Ken Dorsey wasn't the greatest in, just like we talked about Josh Allen or earlier in the whole running thing? And I just sometimes don't understand why you could be on the one yard line and you have Josh Allen and shotgun. I don't get that. And that's the most frustrating thing. But anyway, will it be fixed? No. You obviously, with firing him, you weren't bringing an out of house guy because you have, it was already a short week with the game on Monday. Right you're not all of a sudden installing a new offense. Like You can't I, learn a new offense in five like days. That. Yeah. Joe Brady has proved to be great at LSU. Obviously, that offense had future NFL Hall of Famers on it and then went to Carolina and was horrendous as their coordinator. But that team also was led by Teddy Bridgewater and a failing Panthers offense. So he's shown both. Now, what this showed to me, is Sean McDermott had balls. And all I heard the whole ride home as me and my dad listened to the radio and like we like to do is everyone calling in, fire Sean McDermott. In the grand scheme, Bills fans, Sean McDermott's not going anywhere this season. Because say they were to fire Sean McDermott this moment, there would be NFL teams who would probably fire their coach on the spot just to hire Sean McDermott because he's a proven winning coach. Like the guy is a good NFL coach. As for his future, and when I'm saying future, I'm talking about next season, maybe the season after, something has to change a little bit. Losing Leslie Frazier this offseason, losing Leslie Frazier, Leslie Frazier I don't think is ever coming back. It was a respect thing to say that he's taking a year off because he's given the Bills a whole bunch of great defenses, but like you've been figured out kind of. And he had to okay. go. Brian Dable and Sean McDermott actually like hated each other. I don't know if, any, if you saw their handshake after that Sunday Night Football game a few weeks ago. like It was the coldest handshake I've ever seen. Neither of see them that. wanted even to walk to midfield to see each other. Because when, Sean McD- when Brian Dable was here, Brian Dable realized that he had a quarterback that could do what no other quarterback can do. And he used him for that and killed everybody in that 2020 season. And was great in 2021. And in my opinion, we're 13 seconds away from being the Bengals and going to the Super Bowl. Don't know if they're going to beat the Rams. But he didn't like him because he wanted this conservative play style. He wanted a run game. McDermott wants like a slow, balanced offense where you're going to play complimentary football, as he likes to call it. And Brian Dables is like, screw that. We have Josh freaking Allen, at quarterback. Let's kill people. And they hate each other because that. And Ken Dorsey came in, and I think McDermott made him his puppet. So the fact that Sean McDermott realized there's a problem after losing home to the lesser Broncos and dropping to five and five on the season, where if you would have told me before the season, I would have said, okay, so Josh Allen got injured. Nope. We just aren't great this year. Showed me, Holy cow. Sean McDermott actually wants to make this team better. And clearly Monday night was not Ken Dorsey's fault. The future is not Ken Dorsey. And I know Bill's fans have been calling since like this whole season, even last year, Ken Dorsey was not great and was only famous for the clip when they lost to the Dolphins. That he had to go. I just never thought in a million years, Sean McDermott would actually go. I need to have a real conversation from man to man and fire a guy. Midway through the season. I was just shocked. I called my dad and he was like, no way. Sean McDermott actually did something. So that was just mind blowing to me that Sean McDermott actually grew balls and was like, I need to fire somebody. That's crazy. After 13 seconds, you know what Sean McDermott did? He fired the special teams coordinator. He fired the special teams coordinator. What on earth did they have to do with you giving up two straight 20 yard plays with 13 seconds left? I don't but know. you you had you had an AFC championship at home to I that was the best football I've ever seen the Bills and Josh Allen play. And you fired the special teams coordinator. That's the biggest scapegoat ever was you firing special teams coordinator. And this time he actually was like, We need to take care of business. So yeah, but I would like to hear from an outside standpoint, your opinions.
0: So going into the year, I said to my brother, I said to a bunch of my friends, I don't think the Bills are going to have a good year. I think the Super Bowl window has closed. And I think Sean McDermott will get fired at the end of the year. And they're like, you're crazy. Bills are so good. They're one of the top three best teams in the league. Blah, blah, blah. sit here today and those same friends are telling me that the Bills suck. I don't know. if I don't think they suck. I just think they're having some problems right now. And I think Sean McDermott may have saved his job by firing Ken Dorsey.
1: I mean, in the littlest way, I think it was a good scapegoat by Sean McDermott.
0: I think I think he delayed his firing a little longer. Mm-hmm. Maybe maybe an extra season. Maybe. But we gotta see. There's a lot of football left. This yep. has been spiraled really poorly. Um and no, and I'm so glad what you said that Joe Brady is not gonna get this offense the Nets level is going to the next level and it's gonna come back and because I know every other Bills fan's like, oh my god, Joe Brady is the next Shannon, whatever, he's make some shit up.
2: Mm-hmm. And yeah, it pisses yeah. me
0: off when people do that because he was the quarterback's coach. Yeah, exactly. Josh Allen still doesn't look great.
2: Mm-hmm.
0: How do you think Josh Allen's gonna look the same. He yeah. didn't look exactly the same. Nothing's going to change. It was just they he McDermott knew he had to fire Dorsey. Mm-hmm. Um, maybe the players will play a little bit differently for Brady for Joe Brady. I don't know, but I, so some, I, I use a move that had to be made.
1: Yes. Something clearly had to change. So I'm just glad something changed and you didn't just go the whole season. And after the final game, then fire Ken Dorsey, okay. at least for the first time they said, all right, we have an issue. Our issue is the offense clear. Every single all 32 teams know it. Every fan knows it. That's the Bill's issue right now is their offense, which is crazy. If you would have told me a year ago that I'd be saying that, I'd be calling you crazy. But that's the clear issue. Okay. So what is the first thing you're gonna do? You're not trading Josh Allen. You're not firing your head coach. You're gonna fire your offensive coordinator. Never in a million years. I think Brandon Bienen, Straub, and Robin German had the balls to do it. And they did it. And hats off to them. I'm like mind blown. I still yeah. mind blown that like he's actually not gonna be the OC this Sunday. And that's crazy to me. And I for the record, don't think he was a good OC. I don't think he was good. Neither do I I will f- forever get frustrated that why Josh Allen, you have a 6'5 quarterback and you're on the one-yard line and you're in shotgun. That was my biggest red flag. I never understand that. But yeah, how Joe Brady's going to do, I'm not sure. He actually hasn't announced yet if he's going to stand on the sidelines or up in the booth. He said he has pros and cons for both. In the littlest way, I want him to be on the sideline. I think that would just be different. I think it would be fun. Like get right down there with the players. I understand there's the plenty of pros and cons. You can see the field better. You can't see as well down below. Obviously down below, you get to be one-on-one with the players up top. You're not, you're calling them on a the phone or you're talking to your other coaches to talk to them. I just think it would be fun if Joe Brady's on the field, but whatever he chooses, I'm I'm behind because at this yeah. point we got nothing to lose. So like, just have fun with them, Joe Brady, I guess. I don't know. I mean, obviously what gives me hope is what he did with LSU one of the greatest college teams we've ever seen. And we'll maybe ever, right. ever see. They were just unbelievable. But then he got hired as the OC in Carolina and they were atrocious. So, it $10, so, yeah. And Teddy Bridgewater <laughs> and just like, yeah. there wasn't much talent on that team. Right. Yeah. So I don't really know. I'm just happy. A change was made. Will the I season all be. of a sudden flip a switch? Like, no,
2: Probably or at not. least
1: not this Sunday. Right. But, I mean, absolutely. Could. Joe Brady say something and change something. Sure. I mean, clearly there's even things I see as a fan that should be changed with the offense to make it better outside of limit the turnovers, like no crap. But like as of this Sunday, like, and already has this guy Allen's number, nothing's going to be changed. So Bill's fans that are thinking that like, we're going to go back to the past, like that's not realistic, but, but all right, let's, let's move on from Ken Dorsey. You can get into the players meeting led by Garrett Wilson. Let me hear your thoughts and opinions on this.
0: I think once you go to a players meeting, you know, your season's over. <laughs> straight up. The minute you feel, you feel the need to go to a players only meeting, you know, the season's over or it's hanging on by a thread and you know, you have to win. You lose two games that you should have won. least um, should have put up a fight against the chargers. Then the offense can't move the ball and it's, statistically, their offense this year is worse than they were last year with LeFleur, and then even in 2020 with Adam Gase. The Adam Gase offense statistically has put up more points per game than, than the I Jets. I forgot one. about
1: that name, Adam Gase.
0: It's really bad. They're historically bad. Not only, it's also Zach Wilson holds the lowest touchdown percentage. I don't know if you saw that. In a minimum of 900 passes. He only has 20 touchdowns. It's like a two-point-something percent. That's the lowest ever. Mm -hmm. So things are really bad. So not only so they had the players meeting, whatever, and then just a few hours later, running back Michael Carter was released. He's one of the most beloved players in that locker room. It's not a great look coming on the same day as that. Um, Do I think he deserved to be on the roster? No. Play wasn't that good. When he was on the field, it was basically a guaranteed pass because he's not a very good runner. He was predominantly either pass blocking or catching passes out of the backfield. So I don't think he deserved to be on the team, and he cost them a few times with some penalties. Um And Izzy Abanaconda, the rookie running back in a pet, deserves all the opportunities in the world right now, and that's what's going to happen on Sunday. He's going to be the third guy instead of Michael Carter. Yeah. Um, but I think once you get to a player players-only meeting, you're about to sink. Mm-hmm. What do you think?
1: Um, Me, personally, I think this shows a lot about Garrett Wilson. And, oh, no, and the yeah. Guy, the guy's a leader. And, like, I love that. That he, like I said earlier, realizes they are losing football games because of their offense. Uh, we kind of have the same things going for us. That's kind of funny. But – like he realizes that the defense is just incredible and they only need to score about 20 points and they'll win a football game. That's about the that's, about the, that's about yeah, that's about the Jets go right now. They can get like uh, over 15. They have a decent chance of yeah, be, being in most every football game. Yeah. So the fact that that is a struggle is gotta be frustrating, especially from a star player like Garrett Wilson. So the fact that he called a players meeting shows, shows me a lot. And I think there's nothing better than a player's meeting. There's no coaches there. There's no media. It is just you and your teammates having a heart-to-heart. And I feel like you can get so much more from that from watching out than watching hours of film, than a coach telling you you're doing this, this, and this wrong, and this, this, and this right. Then you guys just get in there, and everyone hash it out. What do you have to say that you don't like? What do you ever have to say that they do like? And let's figure it out. How do we resolve this? I mean, a week ago, I was having the same conversation. Latavius Murray had a players-only meeting with the Bills offense. There was a lot of people that were all up in arms. Josh Allen should have done this. Stefan Diggs should have done this. And why wow, are your stars not doing it? And I heard a lot of people defending him, and I was one of the people. Latavius Murray is a proven veteran in this league. He's the oldest running back in the league. The guy's a veteran. I think every team would benefit from having him. He was the guy who needed a call the meeting, and he did. I mean, clearly now we're a week after that, and nothing changed in that Monday night game. It it, it didn't work at all. So could the Jets work? Absolutely. Yeah. Do I I think in the long run of the Bills and Jets season, like the the players only being could benefit? Absolutely. Like there's just something to be said about no coaches, no media in the room, and just like literally hashing it out heart to heart of what's going right and what's going wrong. So that's my thoughts on it. The Michael Carter thing was really just strange. I didn't yeah, get it. A...
0: It was it was a move that I was kind of, I think, was coming for a while. Especially because the rumors in the offseason, like, oh, if they sign Dalvin Cook, they're gonna trade Michael Carter, and they just like never happened.
2: Mm-hmm.
0: Like the Browns talked about trading for him because they didn't have cream. They they weren't resigning Cream Hunt yet, and then they're like, oh, we're probably gonna be want Chubb, and then we want the pass catcher, and that's mm-hmm. what Michael Carter was gonna be for them, and they never just really just materialized.
2: Mm-hmm.
0: But going back to the players meeting, it's it I do think when you realize you have to have a player meeting, your team your season is basically over. It's also the type of thing where if you do it at the right time, you can turn your season around. And you're four and five right now at a at, right before a game that you have to win. I think this is the perfect time to do it. Mm-hmm. Um and this locker room. I don't know if you know much about the way, like the camaraderie of this locker room. They're like a family. These guys. They, like I've never, I haven't seen a locker room like full of guys that are this close in a really long time. So I think, like you said, that heart to heart might hit a might, might dig a little deeper into these guys mm-hmm. more than maybe another team. Now I'm not saying the Bills don't have a family like camaraderie uh, camaraderie over there. I don't. I I don't know. But I know from what the Jets locker room was like and their family and they're, they're really tight. And I know the Jets offense feels like they're taking all the blame for losing. And they, and they, and they, they know why, because they, they, they know that they're the reason and they, they feel bad because of the defense is going out there week in and week out and making star quarterbacks look like middle schoolers. Like they're literally turning Patrick Holmes, Joe Burrow, Jalen, Josh Allen into Mid-level quarterbacks, right? Actually, bad quarterbacks. Mm-hmm. All of them have negative touchdown inter- interception ratios against them. All under 200 passing yards. I, I'm, besides the, I think maybe Allen threw for over 200 week one. Because that game's was kind of nuts. He was throwing the ball over the yard. Anyway, it didn't matter.
1: He handed the game away. It didn't matter. Backs. Yeah,
0: he, he he threw three picks to Jordan Whitehead, and then he also fumbled. Um, I I do think it was the time to do so. Will it work? Time will tell. We, we, we don't know. We, we'll just got to find out what happens.
1: At this point in the year, uh, you're throwing all your eggs in the basket. So it's like lose. you got nothing to lose with having a players only meeting. Like, and maybe there was something behind the scenes with Michael Carter that we'll never know as fans that he had to go. We'll never know. So you get rid of him. You give the rookie a chance. You have the players only meeting. got nothing lose at this point you mean like you're not at this point you're not going all in on a top 10 pick you're not going in on i mean not going in and potentially winning the afc east i'd say you're going in on just making making the playoffs like that's your whole goal right now is just get in get in the playoffs and then the beauty of the nfl playoffs is yeah, you 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 just have to find a way to win a 60 minute football game that's it and that's, that's why it. i will swear to everybody that it's not like you can't even put baseball and basketball in the same conversation as the NFL playoffs because the better team nine times out of ten will always win in a seven game series if the chiefs and jets played a seven game series the chiefs are winning that seven game series if you play one game that is going to be an Unbelievable game because the Jets can beat them in one game, and I'm well aware yeah. of like what the they Jets almost did. In Mahomes, they, yeah, no, they took Mahomes out of the game, so like that's the beauty, and that's your goal right now is the Jets. You're not competing for top ten pick. You can still win the division. I'm tired of that. It really, it really helps with a win this week and a Miami yeah. loss. But I just can't really see a world with Miami like no, lose that much more. Yeah, home, to the man. to the Raiders, and the Raiders are just a lesser opponent. But your goal is to get in as like a six or seven seed. And then that's a tough team to come into town that first spot. Just like I've been telling everybody, I've been saying this since the beginning of the season. Nobody, I mean, they could screw around and now win this division because I thought the Jaguars had it. Nobody wants the Texans to come into town. No. <laughs> that no. first wild card round. You don't want to be the two seed and the Texans squeak in as a seven. That's in that's an what's the word for it? That's like a an uncomfortable matchup because the whole world knows that should be a matchup you should win. There's a difference between if the Bengals finish the 17 and the Bengals come to town. That's going to be a tough matchup. The Bengals are a known tough team. The Texans are uncomfortable because you should win or you're going to get trashed by the media and the NFL and it won't look good. So like I've been taking quarterback
0: year. rookie head coach. Yeah,
1: it's in the Texans pieces, They're fun. like in the yeah. Texans know they have nothing to lose. Like right. they're a bunch of young Players trying to prove themselves in the league, and they got nothing to lose. They're just going out and playing football. That's the greatest way to describe it right now. They are going out and playing football, and CJ Stroud is your obviously your talking point, yeah, yeah. and he's unbelievable. But so I think the Jets are kind of the same situation. Nobody wants them, the Jets to come to town Week One. They've taken every star quarterback no, out of a game no. this year, and that would really suck to play the, I my opinion, the best defense in the NFL like at Thank home, Wild Card round. So yeah, but. I don't know if you yeah, have anything it, else to add
0: on it. it just, somehow the Jets squeak in. I don't think it's going to happen. The wild card's at the point where, well, they can kind of control their own destiny, but they lost to the Raiders and the Chargers. So they're already looking up the standings. They do play the Browns and they do play the Texans.
1: So they can Big help question. themselves. What? Have you played the Dolphins yet?
0: No. We have two games against the Dolphins. Wow, that's huge. One more against the Bills and one more against the Patriots. I didn't so we have four more divisional games. So the division technically is still up for grabs mm-hmm. because they haven't played the Dolphins yet. Do, I, I, I'm, I'm in a weird situation right now where I kind of think the East is more winnable than finding themselves in a wild card spot mm-hmm. because they already lost the Chargers and the Raiders who are both out of them right now. They're looking up at them.
1: And, and then the AFC is so tough.
0: It, yeah, it's so tough. But they do play the Texans and they do play the Browns. So they can mm-hmm. help themselves that way. With Deshaun Watson out for the year with his shoulder shoulder injury, that sucks. But hey, it's gonna help us too mm-hmm. find Absolutely. our way to the playoffs. And all four teams in the AFC North are not getting in until they play because they have to play each other. So they're not. It's impossible.
1: I think I don't think enough people are talking about that. Everyone's all like crazy over drooling over the AFC. They play North. each other. They have not played each other. It's so uh, weird how like. In their first 10 games, like, a few of them had played each other once. There's, like, an upcoming stretch over the next four weeks where they l- legit go in a revolving circle of playing each other. So their yeah. records will all, like, even out now that they play each other. And right. one of the two of them has to lose, obviously. So, like, I don't think enough people are talking about that. Yes, it's impressive, but, like, they haven't been playing each other. So now right. that they're going to play each other, obviously Dude, a team we two is going to prevail. We're going to see separate. Yeah. Like, they're all sun- – they won't all be, like – Two games above 500, like they are right now, which is just incredible. But so, yeah. And obviously, there's a football game going on right now that's madness. And Joe Burrow's is out and Mark Andrews is out. And I don't, I don't really know. I don't even actually know the score. I think I saw 17 to three. I think we got so, but all right. Are we ready to roll into the Jets keys to victory? Let's talk about the game this yeah. Sunday.
0: It's 14 10, actually. Ravens are in the red zone at, this, at the end of the first half, about 34 seconds left in the second
1: quarter. Oh, my. Yeah. Oh, they, Mine says twenty ten. Mine's twenty ten.
0: Oh, the just scored a touchdown.
1: Yeah, I think they did. Yeah.
0: Which
1: is just... crazy. All um, right. oh yeah. Rashad Bateman, Thank... ten yards, touchdown.
0: Yeah, we need the Ravens to win that game. So I, I so... want the Ravens to just run away with it. <laughs> personally.
1: Yeah, I um, mean, I think the Ravens this is kinda a crazy take right now, but I think the Ravens are more beautiful than the Bengals. Bengals scare me. I got oh, I no, got, agreed. I got no agreed. answer for the Bengals offense. I'm gonna be honest.
0: If Joe Burrow's healthy, I know he just left the game because it hurt, mm-hmm. but um, I like the Bengals more. I think mm-hmm. the Bengals are a better team. I don't trust Lamar Jackson. I feel like he's just going to hang. He's going to put the ball on the, on, right, right on the carpet. He's, <laughs> he loves fun the football. And I don't trust him enough as a passer. Mm-hmm. So mm-hmm. that's how I feel about them. And especially last week's game, that's how they lost a lot of their games last year late. Mm-hmm. blowing the game. Uh, late, uh, blowing leads late. Yep. And that's how they lost last week. But anyway, yep. let's move on. Keys to victory. When do Jets first or Bills first? We just did say- a lot of Jets. So, you wanna
1: do, do you want to go back and forth on points?
0: We can go back and forth on points. Big fan. All, of, right. all right,
1: so then you start with your first point because I got three, you got four. Okay. So you go first.
0: Keep penalties at a minimum. And they're going to commit penalties and they're going to commit bad ones. That's the way the Jets are. A story of my life. You have to hold the players accountable for bad penalties. I don't care who you are. I don't care if you're a star. I don't care if you're a third-string backup. Bench them right after they make the penalty. I don't care. Because they're going to continue to make them because there's no repercussions for the penalties that they're committing. CJ Uzama stays in the game after those two holding penalties and back-to-back plays. Alan Lazard stays in the game after his penalties. Michael Carter, yeah, he got cut, but I don't think that was because of the one penalty that he committed. And pause are dead.
2: Can
1: you hear me? Oh, yeah, I can hear you. You're
0: good. Um, they have to hold their players accountable for the mistakes that they're making. It's gotten to that point where... He can't be the whole like, like the soft coach where that, like, that's the, that's what Robert Sala does. He doesn't like, he doesn't get hard on the guys. And like, it's, it's, it's okay. You don't have to be that guy, but you have to hold them accountable when they, when they kill drives with penalties, because then they're not going to learn from their mistakes. That's my view. Absolutely.
1: I mean, obviously, you could say this for most games. You can say this for most games. Like, if you don't commit penalties, your chances of winning obviously increase, but the fact that they had—I know one touchdown call back. They have two. Um, they have two they're just the one.
0: They have one touchdown call back, but they had to run another. But then they got backed up again because Hizioso committed another penalty on the, on, the, on the next play.
1: Mm-hmm. So, like, obviously, duh, they like don't commit that. They probably beat the Raiders in that game. Considering they the they, there game. wasn't a touchdown to what the fourth quarter, Mayor scored in the fourth. Beginning of the fourth, some of the like third, something there. like that. It was late in the game, well, so like obviously you keep uh, penalties to minimum, but they were to a to another like extreme on that Sunday night game. They were not good, and the Raiders clearly didn't commit as many as them. Um, so yeah, I mean, I am always all for the holding players accountable. I think that the NFL almost the NFL as a whole doesn't do it enough. Like you can do a few things wrong and you're just still in. Like, where have the days of rip that guy out of the game, right? And learn your lesson. Like, clearly it's not clicking. So right. get out of the, get. If I was get out of my game, you know what I mean. Right. And like, think about it. And this is just a little side note because I heard you mention it. What a letdown, Alan Lazard has been this season. What are your thoughts on him? I have some Jets fans I've talked to that have said that they were. You to start back. learning Chinese. Seven, seven. They they said they would give him back to the Packers in a heartbeat. Take Alan Lazar back, they told me. I had a kid that he was like, pa- Packers can have Alan Lazar back. I don't ever want to see that guy in a Jets uniform again.
0: I would I would pay out the rest of his contract this year <laughs> just to give him back. <laughs> They're giving him $10 million a year for four years, or like 11. I forgot what the AAV is, but it's mm-hmm. a lot of money. But it was to get Aaron Rodgers here. That's all it was for. Mm-hmm. And I, I knew he... Could drop the ball every once in a while in Green Bay, but I didn't know it was this bad. Mm-hmm. He continuously drops the ball. Anytime he does catch it, he has to catch it twice because mm-hmm. he's bobbling it the first time. And the penalties, penalty after penalty after penalty, get his mm-hmm. ass off the field. Mm-hmm. Now, if Corey Davis didn't retire, maybe they're benching him more. But also, And also, Randall Cobb can't get back on the field. So, all of a sudden, the thinner receiver and they couldn't draft the receiver in the first round this past year because Corey Davis didn't retire until the summer. They didn't know. So, were those Jets fans out there in my comment section saying, Alan was saying, oh my God, pisses me off, man. Those people that are telling me that they should have drafted a quarterback, I mean, a receiver in the first round instead of Will McDonald because Corey Davis retired? Corey Davis didn't retire till like July. So, we, we they wouldn't have, they didn't know. Mm-hmm. They had, they thought they had water receiver depth, and all of a sudden now they don't.
1: You know who's an interesting name that is currently playing really well for Cleveland? Elijah Moore. I know. And I know. I'm sorry to pain you by saying that, but the kid's kind of doing all right for Cleveland. And he would, I cer- I certainly feel like he would uh, definitely help Zach Wilson at this current uh-huh. moment without yes.
0: a doubt, especially since they had a good uh, connection in their rookie years. Mm hmm. They played pretty well together. So I don't Absolutely. really know how they them. I know he's frustrated and I know they want to meet Cole Hardman, but they didn't even use me Cole Hardman, and then they had to trade him back. You get into your first point right
1: here for the Bills. All right. First point is sustain drives, win possession battles, and keep the defense off the field. They did the opposite of that on Monday night. They decided their offense would not be on the field and their defense would play the entire game. The possession battle was 40 to 20. The Broncos had 40% of possession. They, I mean, sorry, 40 minutes of possession. The Broncos had like 20, somewhere around 20. I don't want to say the, I don't remember the exact number. It was like tw- around 20 more plays than the Bills. You can't start off a game by fumbling on the first play, James Cook. The second drive, Gabe Davis, you can't let a ball go through your hands in the red zone and get intercepted. Third possession, Dalton Kincaid on a third and 10 on your own side of the field. You can't drop a ball over the middle through your hands. First or second projection out of half, Josh Allen and James Cook. You can't miscommunicate on a handoff when you're on the other side of the 50. I mean, like just handing drives away for the love of God. Like it's like simple football. Clean it up. So, like, what'd you say? Clean it up. Yeah. Like it was, it was almost to a point I was like, I mean, you can blame Josh Allen as much as you want, but I just, I blame like most everybody for that game. Even, even there was a tough throw to Diggs. It was a really tough throw in a, like a 10 yard out route that Diggs should have caught. Even, even he, like, it was tough. It was extended Allen threw it where the defender couldn't get to it. I just hold high standards to Diggs because I know the player he is, but even there was a play where he didn't catch a ball. And I was like, all right. So just, I, I remember I, I turned in that moment right to my dad and I said, all right, well, this is just a game where nobody wants to win. Well, like on the bill side. Right. Clearly, the Broncos wanted to win. I said, there's just nobody who wants to help anybody out on this offense. That's that's what I said. I was like, nobody on this offense wants to help each other out. They all just are like, you know what? Tonight we're just not going to help each other out. Nobody wants to show up tonight. So your goal this Sunday needs to be to not give the football to the Jets. You need to actually hold the ball and win the possession battle. I think when you win the possession battle, your chances of winning go up drastically. And I feel like enough fans don't ever talk about that.
0: Especially against a team that can't score touchdowns.
1: Yeah, and neither can the Bills. So, like, we're pretty, we're, we're doing Means all right. Pretty, 22 points. Like. That's all I'm learning from this podcast. I would kill for 22 already. points. We got the same issues. <laughs> I know. Uh,
0: <laughs> unfortunately, I have to rush a little bit because Zoom hates us. And yeah.
1: They, honest, go too. ahead. Get into your second uh, point.
0: I'm going to skip to the third one and I'll go back to the second one. Just Josh Allen is going to throw the Jets the ball. You have to, you have to capitalize off those turnovers. Mm-hmm. Even if it's a bunch of field goals early on, I want you to get, like, I'm at the point where I, tr- I fully believe if the Jets score one touchdown, they will win the game
2: mm-hmm.
0: because of what they do to Josh Allen. So if you can score one touchdown early, even if it's just like the first drive, you know, it's screen, the breeze, all takes for 30 yards, for touchdown, whatever, some some bogus penalty, uh, touchdown, whatever.
2: Mm-hmm.
0: You can kick field goals the rest of the game because of that defense. You can kick field goals and be fine. Mm-hmm. So Josh Allen is going to throw you the ball. Defense, be ready. Be ready to make a catch. Be ready to make a play because you know that this offense can't score. All right, go on.
1: Absolutely. I mean, my next point will be super short and sweet. Limit the turnovers. I mean, I didn't need to, like, reinvent the wheel to tell you that one. I mean, there was there was one blinking, flashing light on why they lost Monday. Turnovers. That's just – there's 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 no there's no way anybody can even argue that's there's like another number one reason besides that. And then I touched on him with the sustain the drives and don't turn the ball over on the very first play of the NFL game. So you limit turnovers, and it's even more of a point because to this day, I still believe the Bills didn't lose that game, the Jets didn't win that game, Josh Allen lost that game. Yeah, which is which is fine in the Jets book. One and no, move on. But you just have to limit turnovers, especially this Jets defense. Like you cannot you can't, you need to make Zach Wilson beat you, right? That's what a bunch of turning yeah. the ball over and giving him good field position and giving the defense a chance to score on their own is not ever helping your case out. So limit turnovers. but Agreed. that's, that's a no brainer. You can continue with your last one. Um, Throw the, throw the bleeping ball, man,
0: throw the ball, open the playbook. I know you want to run the ball. And if you establish a run game, it'll really help you throw the ball. Mm-hmm. But when you, when they threw the ball against the Chiefs, it kept them in the game. Cause it it moved those safeties back. Mm-hmm. And they weren't sending five, six guys at you every play. So if you if you if you somehow just put together some drives where you can push the ball down the field through the air. And I, I like Zach's ball when t- it's tight end up the seam like what gives me flashbacks to Brady the Gronk. I know it's obviously not on the same scale, but it makes me feel good about myself when I'm watching that game. And then if you can just get the safeties to move back and then the linebackers to move back just a little bit, then you can move mm-hmm. the, and then you start running the ball a little bit more and then you can put play action into the game because that's really good. Zach is really good at the play action mm-hmm. game. You can easily win this game
2: mm-hmm. if
0: you can just throw the ball and mm-hmm. establish the run game early.
1: Absolutely. You have a problem. Go on. Yeah. I mean, I talked about it earlier, real, real quickly and brief. I mean, like I loved the offensive game plan that came out in the first half, and that was Raiders. You're just not going to see the ball tonight. We're just going to run on you, and we're going to keep it real short with some wide receiver screens and some quick passes, and you're just essentially not going to see the football. And I love that game plan, and I think that I the Bills' offense has been miserable, but. Do the Bills have the talent and a quarterback at any time to like kill you for a big play or just do what they did to the Dolphins? Josh Allen had five touchdowns and a perfect passer rating. So, like clearly, it's it's happened this season. So can it can happen again. Absolutely. So your your scheme, even though you know the Bills defense is, I mean, Bills' offense has not been great, your scheme is still we don't want Josh Allen to touch the football. I mean, maybe it might be because he'll hand you back the football. But so yeah. Um, and then my final point is establishing the run game. Finally, they actually said on a game-winning drive, "Holy cow! James Cook is the best running back Josh Allen has ever had in his career. Let's use him because he like averages five yards a carry this season, which is great. But when you run him for a few times in the first quarter and then forget he exists, and Latavius Murray, that guy's just a machine. I just love him. He's just a machine. Like he just give him the ball. Like I don't understand your offense is not great. So like." You're not being disrespectful to Josh Allen. If the run game works, it works. And what this is also a no brainer, but it's the truest thing ever. The run is the greatest way to open up the pass. If you kill the team with run, holy cow, your passing game basically becomes free. The passing offense basically becomes automatic if you have a good run game. So I just need them to run the ball more and stick to it. I just hope Joe Brady realizes that he has a pretty decent run attack. I mean, they're not the top of the NFL, but they're also not the bottom. He right. has a pretty great run attack. Use it and stick to it. And that's my final thought. One more thing. So mm-hmm. four. Play like you're trying to win,
0: not like you're trying not to lose. Mm-hmm. That's a huge thing that the Jets have done for my entire life. They play for the field goal at the end of the half. They don't play for the touchdown when they have plenty of time and all those timeouts. They play for the field goal at the end of the game just to tie it and go to overtime. They're not trying to win the game. Play, and then when you're at midfield and you're at the one and you have fourth and one or fourth and manageable, go for it. Mm-hmm. Play like you're trying to win. Don't play stupid, but also don't play like you're trying to not lose. Drives me up a goddamn wall. Now that, all right, we're going to do mm-hmm. score predictions really quick. we've got a minute. Score prediction. Who you think is going to win? There
1: you go. 17-14 Bills in a defensive battle. Go ahead. Ah, just, you think the Jets are on fourteen points? That's hilarious. <laughs> you think Jets, the Bills are scoring seventeen? Uh, Jets.
0: I don't. I don't believe in them right now.
2: Mm-hmm.
0: It's not Sunday morning when I'm like, all right, now I have to believe in them.
2: Mm-hmm.
0: I'm going to say Bills.
1: Interesting. Impressive. Okay.
0: I'm going to say 139 I don't think the Jets get more than
1: three fifty. Points. I actually love that. That's awesome. Thirteen nine. And We're right. just putting this one out. <laughs> well, thanks right. for coming on. Appreciate it. Thank you. I had a blast. This is awesome. You I good. hope we get to do this again. This has been so much fun. Thank you for having me, Nick. Of course. We're going to do another one after
0: the game's over, and one of us awesome. will be very upset.
1: Yeah. One's going to be happy. One will be sad. That's how yeah. it goes, though.
2: All right. Thank you. Yeah, the- thank you. All right. Pieces. See ya.